Welcome to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman, a collaborative podcast with Pass It On Network. This program is brought to you by all of Community Services. Seniors deserve to have a fulfilling life with dignity and respect, but as we transition into our elderhood years, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much-needed answers to your questions. Now, here is Phyllis Amon. Welcome to Senior Straight Talk, presenting informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. I'm Phyllis Amon, your host. The show episodes beginning from September 2019 can be found on the Voice America Empowerment Channel under the name Senior Straight Talk. And of course, they can be found and downloaded on popular podcast platforms. The show is also syndicated on the Voice America Influencers Channel. So please remember to like, click, and share the episodes. Do you have a parent 75 to 85 years of age? Do you know there is one common mistake people make who have an older parent or loved one? They are not prepared when something happens, something that is part of the certainty that comes along with aging. So let me be your personal aging parents care plan coach in my course, A Caregiver's Guide to Caregiving the Basics. You'll be able to find information on the course once you click on the link for the free book offer on the Seniors Straight Talk host page. And you can also find information on the homepage of my website, phyllisamonassociates.com, where there is a link to get free access to my blog and register for the caregiving course. You'll also receive valuable free bonuses that go along with it. My latest book chapter in WTF to OMG with a little LOL, Unpacking Life's Hidden Lessons, was released July 19th and became a number one Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. It features my story about personal responsibility and self-care that led me to the work I do today. The book is available on Amazon. My previous book chapter, released May 17th in Think Big, is my story, my big vision about my projects, which are dedicated to raising awareness about the value of older adults in our society. I'm honored to be included in this book alongside the iconic and legendary Brian Tracy and many others. Kyle Wilson, publisher, is president of Jim Rohn International. The many stories can inspire and motivate you in your business and positively impact your own personal development and growth. You can receive a signed copy of Think Big by emailing me at phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, at phyllis, amen, A-Y-M-A-N, associates.com. As the ambassador for Conscious Aging Life Management, I will help you develop your personalized longevity or wellness care plan so you can continue to age as healthfully and gracefully as you possibly can. Please email me at phyllis at phyllisamonassociates.com for more information. The place to begin is within, and the time to begin is now. 
Senior Straight Talk is proud of the collaborative partnership with the Pass It On Network, a global peer learning network for positive aging advocates and a member of the United Nations Open-Ended Working Group on Aging. Senior Straight Talk and the Pass It On Network continue bringing listeners informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And now for today's guest, who is one of the country's leading Medicare experts. He has helped thousands of Americans sign up for Medicare by breaking it into simple, bite-sized pieces. His work has been featured in the New York Times, Forbes, CNBC, CBS, Money Watch, Market Watch, Huffington Post, and many other publications. A graduate of Stanford Law School, he trains and leads chapters team of 30 plus licensed Medicare advisors. He lives in Arizona with his wife and two dogs. You can learn more about his short book on Medicare. The title is, It's Not That Complicated, by visiting Amazon or ask askchapter.org slash A-R-I. So now I'm so proud to have Ari Parker here with me today on Senior Straight Talk to talk about Medicare. Ari, thanks so much for being here with me today on Senior Straight Talk. Um, It's really thrilling to talk to you, especially at this time that Medicare enrollment just started, because people have been asking me questions, and I'm certainly not an authority. I wouldn't venture to tell anybody anything too detailed. And um, in addition to that, I do these um, tidbits every once in a while, these videos. And uh, I think a week or two ago, I did one on on Medicare. So since you're the expert, you know, tell us a little bit from your perspective about what the biggest challenges are for people in understanding this whole process. Phyllis, thank you so much for having me on the show. My pleasure. Trust me, this is an important topic that people need to hear about. Here are some challenges uh, that we've noticed the chapter since the annual enrollment period kicked off October 15th. The first is that people don't realize how many options there are. There are hundreds of health insurance companies offering thousands of plans. The plans that are available to you vary based on the zip code that you live. If you live in New Jersey, your options are a lot different than if you live in New York or Connecticut. So that's number one. Shop all the options that are available to you. The second is that people don't realize that the plans change. The plans change every year. The doctor networks change. The way your prescriptions are covered change. And also, there have been legislative changes. The Inflation Reduction Act passed Congress a couple months ago, and that's going to have a major effect on Medicare Part D, DS and drugs. So those are two of the major things that we've noticed as the annual enrollment period gets underway. Yeah, and I, um, you know, something that's near and dear to my heart, and we spoke about it briefly, is that... um, There are so many people because it's such a confusing process, right? And so many people trying to sell people things that it is a situation ripe for, let's say, less than 
honest people or some nefarious, you know, people with nefarious intentions. And this can really bamboozle people and they can find themselves in a really untenable situation. So what do you tell people about that? Well, our advice is to work with an independent advisor. And what independent means is that you can search every option available to your client. It doesn't mean being captive to one health insurance company or only searching a handful of plans. So make sure that you work with someone who has access to all the options available to you. Now, there's also resources that can help here. One is Medicare.gov. Another is the platform that we built here at Chapter, which allows you to sort through all the different plan options. And in fact, we're the only advisory I'm aware of that has access to these tools. Hmm, interesting. So uh, there's also uh, people, if there's an area, uh, an agency on aging where people live, they can probably contact them as well for some information. But it's interesting that you said Medicare.gov because, um, well, it's CMS, uh, CMS, right? So um, this person who asked me a few weeks ago, um, she wasn't even aware of that. And, you know, the government thinks or, or or that people know about these things. And unless they really go look them up, they really kind of, they're kind of like prey for anybody and everybody. And I know for myself, <laughs> I have gotten phone calls from, as you know, you we, we can talk about this. I'm sure there are many people who get this because I'm 69 years of age and, um, You know, I've gotten calls from people who are clearly out of the country, you know, trying who have probably been hired by some company to make phone calls to sell insurance. And it it kind of is kind of like doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would I speak to somebody in wherever to talk about Medicare where I'm living in Connecticut? Do you find that there's a lot of that? There are. Unfortunately, Phyllis, there's there's been a lot of Medicare-related scams and frauds, and it's really unfortunate that someone would be cold calling. Cold calling is prohibited. You need to give over permission to contact. Now, I'll say this. Don't hand over your social security number, your Medicare number, or your checking account information to a stranger. So there are simple tools, people, simple tactics people can take in order to avoid getting scammed. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think that people, you know, as we say, who are confused by this whole process, somebody calls and says, listen, I could get you a great deal on your future medical bills if you enroll in XYZ. And most people are concerned about their medical bills, you know, present or future, as certainly a person who's older, who's, who, whether they have underlying conditions or not, they're certainly aware that things can happen. And so I think that's, that's so terrible that people would use that. And, and I'm sure there are many incidents of people falling prey to that. Unfortunately, yes, there have been too many examples of people falling prey. In fact, the FBI uncovered a ring in South in the southeastern United States that billed taxpayers over $10 million for durable medical equipment billed to Medicare that the people hadn't actually requested. And the way that the scammers obtained the I the way that the scammers you uh, were able to send the equipment 
is they just used people's Medicare beneficiary ID, which is the 11 character string of uppercase letters and numbers on your red, white, and blue card. Right. So be very cautious about who you give this information to. You know, I think one of the best things that that Medicare did in recent years was change that number from your social security number, which is so easy to access, to, you know, a, a, an individual number that's specific to that program. I think that was a really smart move. And they obviously did it for that reason, because people get social security numbers and then use them for other purposes. So that's that's one thing we know. What about, um, so being like you said, that there are different programs per state, which makes it even more complicated, right? Because, uh, you know, somebody could be asking, let's say live in, I'm in the East Coast in Connecticut, somebody from New Jersey could be asking a friend or family member in New York and get totally, get information that's totally not applicable for their situation. And then they could go down a wrong path. So how do we get people to understand that it differs by states? I mean, this is this to me is like such a, a complicated web. Sure. Well, let me, I just wrote a short book on Medicare. The title is, It's Not That Complicated. And I, I really believe it isn't. And I think maybe I can provide a little bit of context for your listeners to help them break down what in fact Medicare covers and what it doesn't cover. That would be so great. You can, you can think of Medicare as a three-legged stool. There are three parts to Medicare, hospital, medical, and drugs. Hospital, medical, and drugs. Hospital is part A, medical is part B. It's also called outpatient. And then drugs is part D, D as in drugs. So Medicare is a three-legged stool. Now it's a federal program. So it doesn't vary by state. There are two types of additional coverage here because people don't realize that what you get in return for your Part B premium, and the Part B premium has been announced for 2023. It's going to be $164.90. And what you get in return for that is 80% medical coverage. So if you need a knee replacement, my mom just had one. It's a $40,000 procedure in the Chicagoland area. She would have owed $8,000 had she not had some type of additional coverage. And there are only two types here. There's Medicare Supplement, which is also known as Medigap, and then Medicare Advantage, which is heavily advertised on television, Jimmy Walker, Joe Namath, William Shatner, Medicare Advantage spokespeople. So those are the two types of additional coverage. I'm happy to break those down further. That would be great. I do want to say that from my experience as a speech and language pathologist who's worked in over 50 nursing homes, especially more recently, you know, Medicare Advantage plans are denying coverage for people. I did a, a little uh, blog post on this, I think, uh, denying coverage for people that they should be receiving um, with their Medicare benefits. And why are they doing this? Because obviously it's their, to their advantage to do that from a financial point of view, and then people have to um, appeal, and that can be a daunting process. And sometimes you have to do it over and over and over again. And um, you know, sometimes people are just so overwhelmed that they don't do that. And then the person in the nursing home who's there, let's say for short-term rehabilitation, you know, is forced to go home before they're ready. This Absolutely. is a horrible situation, but I'd love you to go a little deeper with the information that you have. 
Yeah. So as, as you mentioned, Medicare does provide some coverage for short-term rehabilitation. It's covered under Medicare Part A. What people may not appreciate is even though there's no premium for Medicare Part A, if you've worked 10 or more years and paid federal payroll taxes or your spouse has, there's a deductible for Part A. And it's a pretty significant deductible. It's over $1,600. So that's where having some type of additional coverage is important and some understanding of how it'll work if, heavens forbid, you need short-term rehabilitation. And I know you've seen this all the time in your experience, Phyllis. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about that, because um, there's another part of this, which I don't know if you're aware of this so much. You might be. Um, It's not so much. It's changed slightly because when people go for therapy in a short term rehabilitation setting, um, it it used to be based. The therapy was based on quantity. Um, so they would try and keep you as long as possible to get your 100 days because you're allowed 100 days under Medicare, correct? Right. Correct. But now it's really based on outcomes, so it's a little different. And um, so they kind of try and rush you through, they, you know, they can rush you through the process. But talk about that a little more in depth because people don't really understand that whole process. A- absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, you are you have 100 days inpatient under Medicare. And what Phyllis is describing here is sometimes people are released too early from an inpatient or rehabilitative setting, and then they need to check back in. And checking back in costs Medicare a ton of money. This is one of the major ways in which the program has significant costs is that people leave the setting, leave their inpatient setting too early, and then they need to return. And when they return, that's really where the costs rack up for Medicare as a program. And so what Medicare has cracked down against is when people are, when when patients need to go back a second or even a third time to an inpatient setting, Medicare has started to crack down against the provider for letting the person out too early. Correct. And not only that, um, use in all likelihood the person who has to go back to the rehabilitation setting um, goes back through the hospital, through the hospital, right? Because you get uh, three days of, of inpatient before you're transferred so that your Medicare is covered. And so there are tremendous penalties against hospitals for readmissions. Now, I, I don't know if it's really from home to, to the hospital, but certainly if you're in a nursing home or short-term rehab, or long-term, and if you're admitted and then have to return to the hospital within 30 days, the hospital is penalized. Isn't That's that correct? right. That's right. And and this, this gets complicated pretty quickly, this portion of Medicare, because Medicare provides limited home health services, limited. It Now, it's unfortunate because many people who have been inpatient need significant care, even around the clock care. It's also known as custodial care. Medicare doesn't provide coverage for around the clock for around the clock care or for nursing care, for example. But it does provide some limited support for skilled nursing care or rehabilitative care after someone has been hospitalized for, as you mentioned, three days. Right. So okay, so let's talk about the the complications that um that people encounter. So they go to this uh this uh Short-term rehabilitation. Let's just concentrate on that for a moment, right? Um, and um, 
they have supplemental coverage. So let's talk about the difference between Medicare Advantage and other supplemental coverages and what the differences are, because I think that's another confusing area. And I think, uh, isn't it Medigap, isn't it Medigap, that has all these different levels, A, B, C, D. I think they eliminated F or something like that a couple of years ago. Is that correct? So what you're referring to, there are only two types of additional coverage. One is Medigap. It's also known as Medicare Supplement. The other is Medicare Advantage. It's also known as Part C or an all-in-one plan. And what people really like about Medigap is that it allows you choice of doctor. You can see any doctor nationwide who accepts Medicare. You can go to any facility nationwide that accepts Medicare. So if you want to go to the Mayo Clinic or the Cleveland Clinic or MD Anderson in Houston, those institutions only work with original Medicare. So you would want a Medigap plan if it's important to continue going to those institutions. Now, Medicare Advantage has network restrictions. It's managed care. If you don't use very many health services, it can be a good option, especially if you're looking to save money. But if you want to maximize choice of doctor, then a Medicare Advantage plan has trade-offs, and it's important to be aware of what those are. So, you know, we could talk about that in, in the next segment. But another question uh, that I really wanted to bring up, um, based on what you said, is that these things change all the time and it can be very confusing. So you can have one plan, let's say Medicare Advantage plan, and you find out that doctor is no longer in your network. You have to go find a different doctor. Um, I, this has happened to me. And you know, it's very disconcerting because you develop not only relationships with a doctor, hopefully, not everyone, but hopefully, but the doctor really understands what's been going on with you. And when you go in and recount it to somebody else, they can't really get the full picture if they don't really have a relationship with you. So what are your feelings on that? 93% of doctors nationwide accept Medicare. The right. big ones who don't are primarily in Manhattan, Miami, and Los Angeles. But there are major institutions that work with Medicare. For example, Sloan Kettering and the Mayo Clinic, two great examples. Now, on the question of the plans changing, Medigap is standardized under federal law. You mentioned Plan F. Congress sunset Plan F for people turning 65 after January 1st, 2020. So if you turned 65 in the past two years, then plan G, not plan F, is, <laughs> is the Medigap option for you. And I'm happy to go into what a plan G entails. Oh, yeah. But, Why don't you do that? Can you, Since you just mentioned it, can you talk a little bit about that now or would you rather do that later? Sure. Happy, happy to address plan G. So plan G and plan F are identical with one difference, and that is plan G doesn't cover the part B annual deductible of $226. So that's the annual deductible for original Medicare. It's $226. Now, that said, the cost savings are typically, the premium costs are typically, there's significant savings here if you are healthy enough to qualify for a plan G. And in some states, you don't even have to. Connecticut and New York are two examples where there's open enrollment for Medigap year round. In the other 46 states, because there are only four that have year-round open enrollment, then you would have to medically qualify. You would have to answer questions about your health history. Unlike Medicare Advantage, which doesn't have any types of questions about your health history or any type of underwriting. Interesting. So I didn't know that about Medigap all year long. 
Uh, that's interesting. Well, that's because you live in Connecticut. Right. So it's a unique <laughs> opportunity for you. But it's for someone who doesn't, let's say someone lives in Pennsylvania. Someone who lives in Pennsylvania, if they're outside of their six-month open enrollment period for Medigap, that is the six months after they start Medicare Part B, they would have to answer questions about their health history unless some type of Medigap protection applies. Right. And let's just talk about, uh, before we go to break, the enrollment period is from October 15th until... December 7th. 7th. So we still have four weeks here. Right. So this is really great. We're going to take a short break on uh, Senior Straight Talk. I'm here with Ari Parker, and we're talking about everything um, Medicare, um, medical insurance related to Medicare, enrollment periods, and uh, what you need to know. It's it's, it's quite a lot of information. So we'll be right back on Senior Straight Talk. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Phyllis Amon, owner of Phyllis Amon Associates, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones and coaches them to become more effective advocates. Her expertise comes from working in over 45 nursing homes. Phyllis, known for her passion, empathy, high-quality care standards, and quality life for older adults, is an experienced educator, speaker, and trainer. She's bridged the gap from healthcare to public and private sector businesses on topics from communication, caregiving, empathy, and novel approaches to team building and leadership. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Senior Straight Talk with Phyllis Heyman. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email the host at phyllis at seniorstraighttalk.com. Now, back to Senior Straight Talk. Back here with Ari Parker on Senior Straight Talk, talking about Medicare, everything Medicare. You know, we're in the enrollment period, October 15th to December 7th. It's a very confusing time. There's a lot of confusing information. As Ari, as you said, you know, there are spokespeople doing all kinds of commercials, whoever they are, you know, thought leaders, you know, um, um, movie stars, television stars, you know, everybody wants a, a spokesperson that can appeal to people because it's a business. We all know that, that the medical care um, industry is a business. I don't even call it healthcare anymore. I call it medical care. So um, going back to talking about Medicare Advantage, because as you said, you know, a lot of this varies from state to state, and it's so, it can be so confusing. There are so many different plans. What do you look for? I, I have to be honest with you. The other day I'm watching TV and I forgot, you know, which actor it was. And I'm saying, gee, that sounds interesting. Maybe I should look into that. You know, it's, you know, um, you know, free vision, free, you know, dental, free hearing aids, free this, not that I need a hearing aid. I could do some dental work though. But um, so, you know, how do you guide people? How do you advise people about that? Being that there's so much out there and people trying to sell people all the time. The start with the doctors that you see, it always starts based on what I teach our team here at chapter. It starts with the three P's, the three P's your providers, who are your doctors, 
your prescriptions, what medications do you take? And then finally, your priorities. If your priority is to see any doctor nationwide, if you happen or who accepts Medicare. So Medicare Advantage, what people really like about Medicare Advantage is that it's all in one. It takes the three-legged stool of Medicare and it offers bundled coverage through a private insurance company. A private insurance company replaces original Medicare and administers your benefits. Now, it has to be coverage that's at least as good as what original Medicare provides. What's more is unlike original Medicare, which doesn't have an out-of-pocket protector, Medicare Advantage plans do. So if you're between original Medicare and Medicare Advantage, Medicare Advantage offers a lot. However, it will limit your choice of doctor because it's managed care. And so what's important here is to make sure that your doctor is in network. If you use a lot of care, it might not work very well because it's pay-as-you-go insurance. And there's going to be co-pays. And for example, if you're hospitalized, then that will add uh, quickly to your bottom line as well. So it's it's really important to make the decision between Medigap and Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage plans have become increasingly popular. It's expected that, in fact, more than 50% of Medicare beneficiaries will be on a Medicare Advantage plan in 2023, which is really significant because only 10 years ago, it was less than a fifth of the population that were on a Medicare Advantage plan. So popularity for Medicare Advantage has been booming. But what people don't appreciate is that there's hundreds of health insurance companies offering thousands of plans and it varies based on your zip code. So you really need to make sure that you're working with an independent advisor who can help you sort through your options. Right. So, um, you know, as I was saying earlier, well, let me go back to this commercial that I saw because uh, this particular commercial, and I don't even remember which company it was. It was a national provider, though. But obviously, whether it's a national provider or not, they still offer plans that are particular for your state. So um, this was saying that there was no there was no um, no cost. So I'm sure there's really not no cost. What does that really mean? When when the advertisement says no cost, what it means is no premium. So, for example, let's take the example of a 65-year-old in New Jersey listening to your show. If they go Medigap, they're looking at about $120 a month, $125, depending on their gender and their smoking status, whether they use tobacco or not. Now, if they chose a Medicare Advantage plan, 65% of Medicare Advantage plans have a $0 premium. But that doesn't mean they don't have any costs. You're right. They have costs. When you see the doctor, there'll be a copay. If you see a primary, it might be as low as $0 to see a primary. But to see a specialist, there will be a copay. There also will be other costs. For example, if you need an MRI or CT scan, you'll have a copay for that service. And it'll be detailed in the plan benefits. And each plan will cover that procedure. Each Medicare Advantage plan will cover that procedure differently. Same thing with being hospitalized. There will be a cost for the hospitalization. It might be several hundred dollars depending on the plan. It might be a little lower on others, but it varies by plan. So my question is, so this is where people get confused. If you have Medicare, right, and, you know, primary Medicare A and B, right? And then get a Medicare Advantage plan. Which plan are you covered by or which kicks in 
are how are the costs covered when you're hospitalized? And then, of course, I, I said something else about short-term rehabilitation, but, you know, we could talk about that again or not. Um, so how do, how do people understand that? If they go to the hospital, is it their Medicare Part A that's going to cover them? Is it the Medicare Advantage plan? Is one considered primary and the second, the other considered secondary? How does that, how does that play out? The Medicare Advantage coverage is a replacement for original Medicare. Your benefits are administered through the private insurance company you choose. So it's a replacement for the three-legged stool. Whereas if you have original Medicare and let's say a supplement to cover the 20%, also known as the Medigap plan, then you would present your red, white, and blue Medicare card and your supplement card. But if you have Medicare Advantage, you would just hand your Medicare Advantage card because your benefits are being administered by the private insurance company. Right. So I don't think people realize that, that if they take a Medicare Advantage plan, they're kind of giving up their regular Medicare plan. Spot on. Right. And so because people don't really necessarily get that, or I don't know, I think it, you know, for transparency purposes, it should be explained. Do you think everybody really explains that? That clearly? What's really important if you go the Medicare Advantage route is to go through your three Ps. The three Ps are your providers, your prescriptions, and your priorities. If the Medicare Advantage plan has your doctors in network and does a good job covering your prescriptions and you don't use very much care, it might work great for you and you can unlock significant savings. Not to mention the additional benefits, Phyllis. You mentioned dental. Original Medicare doesn't cover dental. It has never been part of original Medicare. The Medicare Advantage plans can come with dental benefits, and these can help seniors tremendously. So it really depends on your individual circumstances. There's no one-size-fits-all answer. Uh, very interesting. I mean, here's the other kind of caveat, is that you may not be using anything now. Like, I, I don't, I'm not on any medication. I'm um, you know, I get my glasses, I have readers, so far they're, they're okay. Um, I don't have, have any hearing issues. I do need some dental work, however. But, um, you know, making a decision for now and making a decision for down the road, and I tell people to plan by choice, not by crisis, because if, if something does happen, that's not the time when you can change your coverage. Well, you live in Connecticut. Well, Correct. It varies based on where you live. If you live in New York or Connecticut, then you absolutely could try a Medicare Advantage plan if you wanted to. And then if your doctors, if you wanted to see other specialists, let's say some type of chronic condition developed, then you could return to a, a Medigap plan in the state of Connecticut or in the state of New York. But for those who don't live in one of those two states, they're not so lucky for the most part. And they need to make the choice when they start Medicare. So, and as you mentioned, what's important here is to not just take into account how your health is as a 65-year-old, but how your health will be as an 80 or an 85-year-old and what type of care you would want to receive. Correct. So let me ask you this question. This is just an opinion question. Um, 
I mean, from my vantage point, I don't know, of course, everything, a lot of things are privatized in this country and they're based on profit. Um, but should not the, the Medicare Advantage plan, like, oh, let me ask you this, who oversees them? Is there an, or, an overarching organization that oversees Medicare Advantage plans? Absolutely. The, the Health and Human Services Department and the ARM is the Center for Medicare Services within Health and Human Services. Right. So why wouldn't it be some kind of, as with Medigap, why wouldn't there be some kind of universal or national consistency or uniformity rather than having these different um, kinds of coverage from state to state? Medicare Advantage must offer benefits at least as good as original Medicare nationwide. And it also must offer an out-of-pocket protector, which original Medicare doesn't have. That said, the plans vary based on the zip code that you live in, and it would be a welcome change to have further national ground rules. But right now, there are several in place. And again, it's heavily, it is heavily regulated. Hmm, interesting. So, and as you just said, so Medicare Advantage is supposed to provide at least what Medicare covers. And what I said earlier is that people are experiencing in short-term rehab settings that they're kind of cutting those benefits short to the disadvantage, obviously, of the patient. Why? Because they don't want to pay out. And uh, that's a, a very unfortunate situation because who suffers? Not only the person who needs additional care, but their families. I mean, it, this is a tremendous, um, you know, stressor. If your person, if somebody tells you you have to leave, and let's say they do uh, file an appeal and it's refused, and you have to go home, and so not only are you worried about how you're going to take care of this person or how the person is going to function, if you do decide to stay and continue to let's say fight it or appeal it, you know, there's this stress of the thousands of dollars. Of, of a medical bill that you could potentially get from this place where you are, right? And that's stressful in and of itself. So people are really caught between a rock and a hard place from a decision point of view, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and the choice can be paralyzing. I speak from my own experience here. My dad was a doctor and he didn't think he needed to start Medicare Part B. He only took Medicare Part A when he turned 65. He delayed Part B. And then he got sick. He had a hernia and he needed to he needed urgent care. And because he hadn't started part B, he wanted to wait until he returned to Israel to get treatment for it. And it cost him his life. He died on the plane to Tel Aviv. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So, you know, that's a that's a, a real story about how this can impact you, right? That you have to make these decisions in a timely fashion. Certainly I had that decision to make when I turned 65 about taking Medicare B and, you know, there is a cost to Medicare B and people, um, you know, are reluctant to pay that cost. That's right. The cost is $164.90 per month for most Americans. Now, if you're low income, there is support. There's support in two, at least two ways. The first is you can get support for the prescriptions. It's called extra help, and it can help a lot on 
prescriptions, especially if you're on expensive ones. And the second way is you can qualify for Medicaid and you can be dual eligible for Medicare and for Medicaid. If you're fully eligible, then the government will actually cover your Part B premiums. Oh, that's cool to know. And um, yeah, so the um, so it would be good if there was some kind of overarching national guideline rather than leaving it to individual states and insurance companies because they could set whatever parameters they want, just like you know car insurance. I mean, it's it's really kind of no different, wouldn't you say? Well, it's a lot different than car insurance in that you must have car insurance in order to operate a motor vehicle. Whereas you can defer as we, as for in my dad's case, you can defer the decision to take Medicare. And it's just important for people to have all the facts available to them about what they're getting in return for the $164.90 per month for Medicare. It is really important if you were to get sick that you have Medicare because it's a lot cheaper than being treated out of pocket without any protection. Right. And and um, I would also suggest that people who are looking into Medicare Advantage plans, that they, um, that they really look at uh, what they offer, um, what the... Um, you know, what some of the, um, to really question what, what they offer, what the, what they'd be willing to pay for. I would, I mean, correct me if, if you think I'm saying something incorrect, but not that, that they're going to know every scenario, but maybe ask some of these probing questions. If they do have to go for short-term rehabilitation, what are they going to cover? Uh, what happens if they, uh, deny coverage? What is the appeal process? Um, what do you think of that? Are those questions you should ask up front or you're not really going to get a great answer? So uh, there would be no point. Oh, th- those are great questions to ask. I, 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 Absolutely. If you think that you'll need some type of inpatient rehabilitation services, or if you're curious, if you're considering a med- Medicare Advantage plan, how the appeals or the grievance process would work. Those are excellent questions to ask. And it's important to work with someone who can answer them. Right. So, uh, and the, the reason I'm saying that especially is, um, do you think asking those questions kind of, if more people ask those questions, that would kind of put the insurance company on notice, like, we kind of know what you're going to do. We kind of know about this process and, and this is not something that would work for me. And I mean, how do you, how do you think that affects that conversation? I can't speak for the insurance companies, but what I can say is the more information you have, the better position you are, you're in, in case something comes up. And so then there are no surprises. That, that, that's really what's important. You don't want to think that you're getting the greatest bargain of all time if you go the Medicare Advantage route, and then it turns out that none of your doctors accept it. That's not going to help you very much when you need care. Yeah, absolutely. And um, is there a way to find out, let's say, from any particular company, how often they change the providers that they that are in that have a relationship with them in that particular um for that particular plan? 
the networks for Medicare Advantage plans can change mid-year. Hmm. This is a really important point. A, a, a physician can stop accepting a Medicare Advantage plan or the Medicare Advantage plan can drop a particular group of physicians or an, even an entire hospital network. And these stories have actually gained more and more attention. Recently, I did a story in Wisconsin, um, at central Wisconsin, outside Green Bay, and the Medicare Advantage carrier, there are two um, that people commonly choose there, had stopped working with both of the major hospitals. And so all of a sudden, people didn't have an option in central Wisconsin to get care. So, you know, obviously those decisions are made for the financial benefit of the people involved, the company or whatever, but with little regard for the person who needs care. Right. And I think that's, that's the right. the crux of the issue of the medical care situation in this country, that a lot of decisions are made that really aren't for the benefit of people who need to access the medical care system. But, you know, the, right. re- the recent change in law with uh, lowering prescription drugs, uh, the cost of uh, prescription drugs, lowering the cost of insulin. I mean, all yes. of these are, um, are excellent uh, additions to what's provided for people. That's right. The legislation that that passed Congress two months ago is the most significant change to Medicare Part D in a a generation. It's going to impose an annual out-of-pocket cap on seniors' prescription costs. It'll be $2,000 starting in 2025. Now, it's two years away. So make sure that for this year and for next year, you shop across all your options. And then, of course, there'll be further regulations that come about as a result of the legislation. It hasn't all been worked through, but it's going to be a very significant way for seniors to save money on their prescriptions. Yeah, that's and the 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 cap on the insulin, that's really tremendous because that can really cripple somebody for not financially. That's right. There's a $35 cap that goes into effect for this year. So there are some changes that are starting for 2023. Yeah, it's it, it, it's all, you know, very complicated. I'm so glad that you're here today to really help people understand it. How could people get in touch with you or access this little book that you wrote? Because I think it could be so helpful for them. You're so knowledgeable. And what I really enjoy about this conversation is you lay it out very clearly so that it's easy to understand. It's not this whole complicated, you know, kind of conversation that goes from here to there. It's very straightforward. I think you you explain this just terrifically. Oh, well, I really appreciate that. The name of the book is It's Not That Complicated. It's Not That Complicated. You can find it on Amazon. You can also visit our website, askchapter.org slash Ari, to learn more about the book and to download a Medicare decision worksheet to help you review your coverage for this annual enrollment period, which ends December 7th. That That's great. And I... I did read that your, um, which I said in the intro, that your book has been covered uh, by Forbes and Market Watch, and uh, is that correct? Yeah, it was actually in the New York Times, um, which was really cool. My my nana was so. I just celebrated my nana's ninetieth birthday last week in Chicago, and she was cavelling. The <laughs> word. She was so, so proud. For people who don't know the word cavelling, uh, it's like. Um, uh, bursting with enthusiasm, right? Would you 
wouldn't you say it's like overflowing with happiness and pride and enthusiasm? Yeah, she she was just her cheeks were so full of life and and it it was just it was so fun to celebrate with her last week. Oh, I'm I'm sure it was. So I uh, you know I this conversation is coming to an end and we might be able to do it again because I think there's so much information that people need to hear and it's always good to hear it over and over again because you know people always have questions and um so you know we may have to schedule you to come back again to talk about it or you know I'd love to hear some of the the stories that you have the pitfalls the you know the challenges that people experience with this from your own personal experience uh, that might be great for people because they relate to that and they could understand it in their own lives and in their own contexts I would love to come back thank you so much for having me Phyllis Uh, Thanks, Ari. So please join me on the next episode of Senior Straight Talk for more informative conversations for the senior years of our lives. And I'm Phyllis Amon signing off for today. Please remember to like, click and share the episodes. And until next time, stay safe, stay well and stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Senior Straight Talk. Join your host, Phyllis Amon, again soon for another episode on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or your favorite podcast platforms. 